Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. This is a creature feature episode where I look at cryptids. I'll describe them, delve into their history, look at some eyewitness accounts and look at what they might be. Research is as academic as possible and references will be given after the story. This week's creature is the Yowie. The Yowie is an Australian creature and has been around for a long time. The Kukuyalanji tribe from northern Queensland claimed to have coexisted with them at one point and claimed to have been attacked by them on multiple occasions. The legends exploded when the British colonised the land, but the tribes of indigenous Australians have had stories of them for hundreds of years. There isn't a lot of folklore about them, just that these creatures lived in Australia and were both feared and respected. The official reports of them also begin around 1790. When English settlers first came to Australia, the indigenous people warned them of a creature that lived in the mountains and forests. In 1820, a letter reached London outlining an encounter with one of the creatures. The encounter took place in 1789, when a group of convicts and marines were on a hunting trip. They had killed some wallabies and were on their way back to the settlement when they spotted something on top of a hill. The hill had tree cover and the group said that they had seen something watching them from those trees and it wasn't human. In 1842, a written report tells of the Yahoo, which is believed to have been a misrepresentation of the Yowie. The report describes the Yahoo and not an encounter of it. In 1849, the Yowie was sighted in the south of Australia. On Phillip Island in Victoria, several people saw a creature. It was sat at the edge of a lake before it was shot at when it left the area. In the 1880s, naturalist Henry James Cooey saw the Yowie in New South Wales and described the creature. His description of it was different to the previous description in 1842. This would become a trend all the way to the present day with sightings of the Yowie having different descriptions throughout that time. In 1928, at Palin Creek near Woodenbong, New South Wales, just over the Queensland border, Bob Mitchell said that he and a friend were travelling through the foothills of the border ranges one morning when they saw a yowie. According to Mitchell, the creature showed no aggression towards them. It just watched them for a moment before turning and returning into the bush. In 1936, the sightings took on a new life with a photograph from the Batlow logging camp in New South Wales. The photo was one of several taken by Rich Jones whilst he was working there. The photo shows two men sat on a log and looking at the camera. 
Behind them and to the left of the men, a large creature appears to be sat on another log. The head doesn't seem to be visible, but that's believed to be something known as tree line matrixing. Matrixing occurs when we find faces and shapes in other objects, but can also work the other way round, where we aren't able to see something because of other objects. The Yowie seems to disappear for a few decades after that, resurfacing in the 1970s. In the later half of the decade, two eyewitnesses came forward to tell of their sightings of the Yowie, cementing the area around Woodenbong as the Yowie country. In 1976, Felma Crew saw two of them in her back garden. She told the local newspaper, The Northern Star, that she didn't turn on the light in her kitchen right away because the moon was lighting up her garden. She was just stood at the window, looking out into the night. Then she watched as a creature stepped into the garden from the vacant lot next door. She said that the creature was flexing its arm in a circular movement in front of its face and moved down towards the side of the house where Thelma's husband was asleep. As she followed its movements, she spotted a second creature stood under the bedroom window. She explained that they had a shuffling kind of walk and that she had been so close that she couldn't have mistaken what she saw. Ten months later, Jean Maloney saw something very similar. She spoke to the Northern Star and her story was published. After reading the story, Thelma herself wrote into the paper to share her story. The stories were met with a mixed reaction. Some people believed that they had actually been in the gardens in the area, but others came at it with scepticism dismissing the story as a waking dream. Jean Maloney's story put the Yowie in a more aggressive light than Thelma Crew's story. In Jean's story, she saw one right in front of her, around six feet away. She was terrified as she noticed that it was crouched down, seemingly hugging her Australian terrier. It wasn't a hug though, and Jean could tell that the creature was crushing the dog. When it noticed Jean, it stood up and dropped the dog, who laid unmoving on the ground. Jean said that she could tell that the creature was male because its genitals were quite pronounced. It ran away from the dog and Jean, never to be seen again. The dog sustained injuries to its chest and neck and unfortunately lost its life soon afterwards. In 1979, Leo and Patricia George had gone on a hike in a forest and stumbled upon the mutilated carcass of a kangaroo. Later, they claimed that the perpetrator had been visible only 40 feet away from them. They said it stopped to stare back at them before disappearing back into the brush. The next sighting was in 1997. A man named Dean Harrison had just moved to Ormo in Queensland. In June, 
He was jogging along a bush trail near his home when he stopped to make a phone call. He walked over to the left side of the trail and stood with his back to the trees. He recalled hearing a lot of crashing coming from behind him as if a group of people were in the forest. He suspected that it was a group of kids who had snuck out, but thought it might be odd since it was a Tuesday and the kids would normally sneak out on a weekend. The noise stopped and started again a few times before Harrison ended his call so he could find out what was going on. He felt whatever it was come almost right up to him and he got chills. He turned his head to see what it was and could only see a huge silhouette. He tried to run, but as soon as his foot left the ground, a massive roar came from the silhouette that alerted all the dogs in the area. Harrison bolted, hearing the creature chasing him until he was safely under a streetlight. Turning around, Harrison then spotted something squatting at the edge of the bush, just watching him. This wasn't the first time Harrison had encountered the Yowie. Two years before, in 1995, he lived on Mount Tambourine. He said that he had heard a noise in the swamp near his house. He described the sound as guttural and booming. He heard the creature walking through the swamp, tearing out foliage and throwing it into the air. At that time, he didn't look too deeply into it, staying inside and away from the creature. After the encounter in 1997, Harrison created Dean Harrison's Australian Yowie research and regularly goes on expeditions to investigate sightings of the Yowie. In 2000, another Yowie hunter, Steve Piper, captured the Yowie on film. The film itself achieved notoriety in a similar way to the Patterson-Gimlin film and the Sasquatch. Finally, in 2021, three men claimed to have seen a Yowie. They were driving home from work when they noticed something hunched over under a streetlight. They initially thought it was an animal of some form, but it stood and they realised it was a Yowie. Seamus Fitzgerald said that the experience had caused him trouble sleeping and his workmate, Sterling Slowcock Bennett, said that they had all been in disbelief of what they were seeing. The town of Jimna, where the sighting took place, reported that it wasn't the first time that Yowies had been spotted around the area. The Yowie shares some history with the platypus as well. When a platypus specimen had been sent back to London, scientists couldn't understand how the creature could be real. It had a duck's bill, a beaver's tail, otter's feet, and it laid eggs. They thought it was fake. We now know that the platypus is real, so it could be that the Yowie is also real. (laughs) 
The Yowie has had several descriptions over the years. They always share some of the details, but some of the descriptions are very out there. According to the legends, there are two types of Yowie. One of them is around 10 foot tall, and the other type gets to around five foot tall. They generally have ape-like faces and hair that covers their body. Although there are reports of them being calm, they have also been known to be very aggressive and territorial. The 1842 report describes the Yahoo as resembling a man of around the same height with long white hair hanging down from its head. The arms were said to be strangely long with talons for fingers. Its feet were supposed to be backwards so that when it was being tracked, people would look for it in the wrong direction. Most of the time though, the Yowie is described in a similar fashion to Sasquatch or Yeti or even the beast of Tunbridge Wells. It's a hominid, an ape-like humanoid with the features of an ape and hair covering its body. That's really all there is to the Yowie. The strangest thing about the Yowie is that there aren't really any theories to them. As usual, it falls into two camps. It exists, or it doesn't exist. There's a lack of evidence to back up the claim sightings and the stories and folklore that go with the Yowie. As with many sightings of hominids like it, there are footprint evidence, but these are often no bigger than human footprints in relation to the Yowie. Hair has also been found previously, but was discovered to be horse hair that had gotten caught in a bush. The weird part of it is the cave paintings in Australia. They depict tall, hairy creatures being alongside the depictions of humans. The stories of the indigenous people had been around for a long time before the Europeans even stepped foot on the island. It's difficult to say whether the Yowie is real or not, but I'd err on the side of caution for that one. The Australian outback is already dangerous, and it wouldn't surprise me if they do exist out there. Either way, if you're out near or in the bush, listen out for the roar of the Yowie. It'll help you know to get out of there. The information for today's creature came from an Ancient Origins article called The Australian Yowie, Mysterious Legends of a Tribe of Hairy People, an ATI article called Meet the Yowie, the Bigfoot-like cryptid that's terrified Australia for centuries, an Indy 100 article called Men Left in Disbelief After Apparently Spotting a Bigfoot-like Yowie Creature in a Remote Australian Town, a Seven News article called What is a Yowie? In Search of Australia's Own Bigfoot Legend and an ABC News article called Woodenbong in Yowie Country is a good place to start if you're looking for Australia's Bigfoot. 
references for the episode will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, links to those and other ways to listen are in the episode description under my link tree. You can currently find me on Facebook and Instagram. Patreon is getting an upload of one of the transcripts each week as part of the £3 tier. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and, as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. I do have an email set up on the link tree, but it doesn't open a new email, so that's in the description of the episode too. Send me your spooky stories, unexplained events, and anything else you want me to read out. Or, if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said, let me know and I'll address them as soon as I see the email. The next episode will be out on Wednesday, and next week's Creature Feature will be released on August 6th, so hold on until then.